Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And a few other issues to discuss as well. More time for your calls and your texts, too, at 974-8255. Let's talk taxes. Now, south of the border, uh, there's a lot of talk about tax reform. Uh, I think there's obviously a big if. So far, as we've seen, uh, the uh, Trump administration has had a lot of difficulty in outlining and implementing its agenda. So who knows what's going to come of tax reform. But I think we in Canada should be worried. I mean, if the U.S. goes ahead with tax reform, especially when it comes to corporate taxes, that would have a huge impact on our own competitiveness. Uh, so there's a new report out today from the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary looking at what that might mean specifically. Uh, obviously, with this discussion happening, we've got the great furor uh, erupting in Canada over the Liberals' proposed changes to how small businesses are taxed, or at least certain incorporated small businesses. And I do want to get our, our next guest's thoughts on that. Jack Mintz, one of this country's leading experts on tax policy. Uh, he's an economist at the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary uh, and co-author of this report released today. Dr. Mintz, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you very much. Um, you know, the, the question about tax reform in the U.S., uh, it's kind of a political question. I mean, how, how likely does it seem to you? Well, I think, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll have to see. The U.S. system is so different. Uh, in fact, uh, Back in uh, 1984 to 86, I was at the Department of Finance in Ottawa and watching what was happening with Reagan tax reform. And although that was a much uh, better process uh, that was followed, it uh, it uh, also shows you how unreliable things are because we had we still had no idea that the tax reform would take place until uh, the very end. When uh, because of all the bargaining that goes on in Congress over provisions and whether you're going to get enough people to vote for uh, for a package or not. Um, in the case for this year, though, we, we I think especially with the failure of o- o- Obamacare, uh, there's huge pressure on the Republicans to deliver on tax reform. Uh, they especially need it for the 2018 election. And so I would still say the chances are 50-50. Uh, and if there was going to be any reform, probably the corporate tax side is the one that's uh, most likely to get uh, support. In fact, interestingly, this is an area where both sides of of the uh, of the House and the Senate in the United States, uh, uh, strongly support tax reform, yeah. um, and in fact, the Democrats have had uh, packages that would lower corporate rates somewhere between twenty five and twenty eight percent. The Republicans have packages between fifty and twenty five. Well, it's, and it would surprise a lot of people when you realize how high corporate taxes are in the United States. I mean, Donald Trump, I think, tends to, to blur the line a little bit when he says we're the most, you know, we're the highest tax country on earth. And people say, what are you, crazy? But when you look just at corporate taxes in isolation, he's not totally wrong. Well, actually, we, we do this international comparison of 92 countries, and the U.S. is near the top. It isn't the highest. Uh, there are a few countries like Chad and, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and some others that are even higher. Uh, are, um, uh, and France actually tends to have a higher burden than uh, than um, on on investments in the United States, but the United States is up there, 
And in fact, uh, you know, there are a lot of U.S. companies have shifted assets abroad. They've shifted income abroad. Uh, and the and the U.S. system really does need repair. It's a it's a significant uh, uh, barrier, I think, to growth in the United States. And I think uh, Trump is absolutely correct to uh, argue for significant tax reform, especially on the corporate side. Well, and, and I mean, they can look no further than Canada, because there's been bipartisan support for this issue, too, both under liberal and conservative governments. We've lowered the, the corporate tax rate, and, and have we reaped the benefits from doing so? Yes, no, I think uh, we certainly did, but I think we, we've been, since 2012, we've been reversing direction. Uh, in fact, uh, what we have found is that, uh, you know, the uh, effective tax rate on on uh, new investments have gone up about 10% here in Canada uh, since uh, 20. 2012, and I don't mean 10 percentage points, but the burden has increased uh, by about a tenth, and um, and and that's um, uh, that's actually still in revert uh, opposite to what's generally happening around the world, uh, where you, where the average keeps dropping, and we've seen countries like the UK, for example, that now has a much lower corporate income tax rate than Canada at 19 percent. Well, yeah, and certainly we've we've increased the rate here in Alberta. I think BC just did too, didn't they? Their their budget this week. Uh, well, BC last night, uh, yesterday, in their budget increased the yeah. corporate rate to, from 11 to 12 percent. In fact, we already did an estimate of what that meant for the oil industry and, and gas industry in in, uh, in, in BC. That's going to increase the effective tax rate by about a point, uh, or by sorry, by um, uh, by percentage uh, point, and uh, this is going to um, actually cause investment to probably decline by about two billion so uh you know it's just another little nail in the coffin for for canadian competitiveness well and these policies i mean as you say they have implications in the real world but we have right now obviously our our governments uh in need of revenue and there's less political fallout from targeting you know so-called big corporations than taxpayers and and that's what we've been seeing well and yes and, and the unfortunate thing about corporate taxation is that People think that it's the rich and powerful that end up paying it, but actually that's quite wrong. What a lot of the studies now show is that corporate taxes, because it's just another tax or cost to businesses, end up getting shifted forward in higher consumer prices. And actually the people that uh, get hurt the most are actually lower, lower income uh, people in society because they have to buy consumer goods that are more expensive. Right. Yeah, so I mean, that's who ends up paying it. Ultimately, uh, someone's paying it, and, and unfortunately that's who. So... Um, you suggest in this report, then, that we need to maybe be proactive here, not necessarily wait to respond to what the U.S. might do. So so what what do we need to consider at this point? Well, I think we have to remember that uh, although we've built up this business tax advantage uh, with respect to corporate taxes and royalties, uh, we do have disadvantages. We have a much slower regulatory regime. For example, Texas, uh, compared to Alberta and approval of drilling, uh, and we also have, uh, you know, regulations that made it uh, very difficult to get our um, oil and natural gas to tidewater. Uh, and um, and then at the same time, we have carbon policies, which uh, would be would be better if if the revenues were used to provide some offset for businesses that are affected by higher natural gas and electricity prices. Um, uh, you know, and so I think, uh, you know, I think there is. Um, uh, a need for some smarter reforms, and of course, if this U.S. tax reform goes ahead, the business tax advantage that we built up will be gone, and so then that's just going to leave us exposed to uh, difficulties uh, as a result. 
Well, how does it work in practice? I mean, if I'm a Canadian business, if I'm a corporation, uh, I can't just, you know, necessarily, you know, pick up shop and, and move to, to the United States. So how, do, how does it play out in the real world then? Well, actually, that's quite wrong. You can easily move your financial capital abroad and you can move your profits very easily abroad. And in fact, that's what companies do. Uh, you know, they may still have equipment here and they may still have people here doing production. Uh, but actually, it's, very, it's not that hard to shift the tax base. Is that right? uh, out of Canada, and that has happened in, over the years. But because we've lowered our corporate income tax rate so much, uh, from 43% back in uh, in 2000 to uh, roughly 26 point, uh, well, close to 27% today, um, that um, you know that uh, you know as a result we've been you know we've been uh, um, you know been able to attract profits to Canada rather than losing profits to other parts of the world. Right, so it's not just about you know the the big announcements about business. You know, like the uh, the 3M company that owns Burger King and Tim Hortons. It was a big deal when they located their headquarters in Canada. So it's not just about businesses actually physically relocating here. It's it's about it's about that capital. Yes, that's right. It's capital and the profits. This is, yeah. this is you know it's easy to move profits very quickly around the world, and this has been shown a lot in various economic studies in the past number of years. It's. Uh, it's now fairly well accepted by a lot of economists that you know this is an, this is one area where tax bases can be very sensitive to differential tax rates across uh, countries. This all comes at an interesting time, of course, because while it's easy for politicians to demonize big corporations, the the rich, there, there's a real romanticizing of small business and, and even NDP governments like the one in here in Alberta. While they're increasing the corporate tax rate, they've they've lowered the small business tax rate. That we we tend to view small businesses a lot differently. Hence the the pushback against some of these changes that the federal government is considering. What have you made of this whole affair? <laughs> Well, first of all, uh, you know, the small business tax relief, it's very funny, the NDP and liberal governments in the past and, and, and conservative governments too, actually, for that matter, have all, you know, pushed for low taxes on small businesses in terms of the corporate rate. And, uh, and yet when you kind of go through the impact on, on incomes of, of, of people, uh, you know, higher income people, benefit most from these lower rates. So it's kind of uh, anathema, I think, to kind of the philosophy of the NDP government. If they lower rates on small business, they're actually helping higher income people the most, which is a bit contradictory, I think, to the way you would think they would uh, operate. But uh, the moral proposals, I think, uh, will actually make it very difficult for uh, to actually under, under, uh, to invest through a corporation uh, you know, and to receive any benefits from the low rate. In fact, the low rate will be basically emasculated by the changes and be irrelevant uh, to a large extent for many businesses. And so um, I can understand why many of them are screaming um, because effectively uh, trying to build capital for new investment will be gone under these proposals. And, uh, and as a result, it will be uh, much more difficult, I think, for businesses to grow which is what they're complaining about with these with these changes. Right. So as you say, though, I mean, there, there is the potential that a lower small business tax rate can represent almost uh, like a tax loophole or a tax haven of sorts. So is it you're suggesting that the liberals are right to be concerned about that, but they're going about fixing it in the wrong way? Yes, I think they are uh, fixing it in the wrong way. In fact, again, we have another competitiveness issue. We we do these uh, analysis all the time, but we find that actually compared to the United States, that if you're a startup and you become successful down the road, 
given the very high personal income tax rates in Canada, uh, which now uh, I know in Alberta it's, uh, the top rate is 48%, at, um, but in uh, uh, Ontario now it's 53.5, and Quebec it's a bit more than that. That um, you know they're much they are lower in the United States, and uh, once you sort of do go through the calculations, you're much better off actually as a successful startup to be in the United States compared to uh, Canada. Uh, because your tax load is going to be less. Do we have the situation, though, in Canada? This is what the government talks about, where we have people who are earning one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand a year. They're effectively paying the same amount of tax as someone who earns, you know, fifty, seventy-five thousand a year in in straight-up salary. Oh, I, you know, you know, these statements are made, but we don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's actually, uh, you know, first of all, uh, people still pay a lot of tax <laughs> through the corporation. Uh, they may pay less tax on what called their active business income, but on passive income, it's subject to uh, uh, tax at more than fifty uh, percent, uh, like fifty-one percent in Ontario, uh, as an example. In fact, all the provinces a little bit more than fifty percent, and uh, and so certainly trying to have earn passive income through a corporation, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't make isn't very sensible. In fact, you're usually better off turning it outside the corporation, but you still pay a lot of tax. And then, of course, every time you take dividends out, you're subject to tax. In fact, the way we run our system is that the corporate and the personal tax, when they add up, it's the same as if you're paying taxes uh, as ordinary income. Uh, in fact, your only biggest break is really on the capital gains side. You know, with the lifetime capital gains exemption and the lower tax on capital gains, that, that's really the biggest benefit that small businesses get, or people that invest in corporations. But it doesn't mean they don't pay a lot of tax. They still pay a fair amount. Mm-hmm. And in fact, as we know about you know, uh, 25, 30% of the population doesn't pay any personal income tax at all at the lower end. In fact, much of the income tax is paid by higher income individuals in Canada in the, in the first place. So what would be a smarter way to address this issue? Well, I, I think there are better ways. Uh, this is an amazingly complex set of proposals and some really uh, difficult transition things leading to some pretty uh, extortionary tax rates, uh, like 90% if you try to leave your uh, money to your kids through your estate, uh, um, you know, when it comes to a private corporation. So uh, this is really unfortunate, and I think that uh, uh, it would have been better if we actually allowed uh, uh, companies to uh, to elect uh, something that's available in the United States where they can basically flow out all the income, both active business income and, and passive income, to to investors, and they'll be taxed at their normal uh, tax rates. That would be far better and less complicated than this uh, monster of uh, of uh, tax proposals that are coming out from the federal government with respect to uh, private corporations. Yeah. Well, let's hope they, they reconsider some of this. Uh, we'll leave it there for now. Jack, uh, the uh, report today is available at policyschool.ca. Uh, appreciate the insight, as always. Thanks so much for joining us here. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. That is Jack Mintz, a uh, renowned economist, uh, one of Canada's leading experts in tax policy. He's at the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary, policyschool.ca. 974-TALK is our number. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.